Welcome to a self-published author's diary. I am Elodie Novodatsky. I write about first time, second chances, things that scare the crap out of me and things that make me laugh out loud. I'll be speaking with you and sharing my adventures in self-publishing, the behind the scenes of writing and the business side of it. And before we get started today, a small message from our sponsor, Anchor. Thanks for listening. Good morning, afternoon, evening, I'm not sure. It's December 30th and today is going to be about five highlights of my year as a self-published author. Before I do that, I wanted to share with you, in case you need it, it's not an ad, it's for yourself or if you have any teenagers in your life who need it, there is something called Crisis Text Line and you text HOME to 741741, if you are in the USA, 741741 home and you connect then with a crisis counselor. I know that, you know, the holidays can be hard for some. And also this is sometimes a difficult time and it doesn't have to be the holidays to be a difficult time for some. But I just wanted to share this crisis text line as a way to maybe help if you know somebody who needs help, if you see somebody who is you know, maybe retreating a bit on themselves, who's having a hard time, or if you see a teenager who's having a difficult time, you can text home to 741741. And it's a crisis text line and it is free. If you're in Ireland, you can text home to 58808. If you're in Canada, you can text home to 741741. And if you are in the United Kingdom, you can text SHOUT to 85258. And they're working on launching Spanish and continue to expand their English services. If you're interested in becoming a volunteer for the Crisis Text Line, you can also do so, crisistextline.org. So this is just one site that's available. It's easy because you can just text. There are others if you are looking for help, if you need help, if you know somebody who needs help, don't hesitate to send, to share those resources with them. As I've mentioned at the beginning of this episode, today is going to be about the highlights of my year, the reels, if you wish, of self-publishing. I will begin by sharing some of the difficult times that I've had with self-publishing, maybe because I don't want it to only be a reels of all the happy moments that I've had, even though I had quite a lot of happy moments when it comes to self-publishing. What has been a bit difficult is dealing a little bit with using my real name as a self-published author. And the reason behind it is not only because sometimes I think marketing and advertising for Novodatsky is not the easiest because of the way it's spelled. So if you go on Amazon, it's hard to to sometimes find the books that I've published, but also because it's sometimes harder, I feel, to differentiate myself from whether I am successful or not as an author 
when I'm using my real name. And that's very psychological. It's just, you know, when you Google my name, you see everything that I've published and I have great reviews and, but it also creates almost an added pressure. And maybe I'm wrong because I haven't published a whole lot under a pen name and I will see when I start this new pen name next year, but it feels almost so for my French translation. So for La Fiancée sur la Touche, I have overall great reviews. I have a very good average in French and people seem to really, really enjoy it. The first review I had was a one star without any explanation, without anything. So I didn't know what, what that was. Since then, I got plenty of five stars and four stars, but it was... I was looking at my name and I'm like, okay, this is what is now with my name. And I'm thinking in, in the future, if I try to get, you know, a job or if <laughs> outside of self-publishing or even as a writer or as anything in the publishing world, and I know it's not, you know, my, my resume is not summarized by that one rating especially because I have thousands of other ratings that are higher, but still it's kind of like, this is my real name. It's linked to it. And when people are looking, that might be the only thing they see. Not necessarily very rational, but this was something that was going through my mind. And again, since then, the average is much higher because I've got a bunch of other reviews and ratings that show me that the book is very well received. And I've got a lot of newsletter subscribers from the end of the book but it was not only about like oh my god I cannot run any ads right now because you know people who might not remember me or who might not know me or had never read any of have never read any of my books how are they going to take a chance on a book that has only one rating without any explanation and that is the rating it got or then also like this is my name this is what I what's attached to it and how do I deal with that when it's public and it's very, it's a very interesting place to be at <laughs> and sometimes a difficult place to be in. And I've talked before about, you know, how difficult it is to a certain extent to have been self-publishing for seven years, even if I was working full-time at the beginning, I was working part-time afterwards, and then I had some, you know, treatments and the autologous stem cell transplant and everything. I mean, I know there are reasons behind the fact that I have not published as, as many books as I would have liked to publish. And I have not yet, you know, cracked some of the ads game that I would really like to learn how to do and why I may not be at the stage in my career that I'd like to be at this particular moment in time. But it's still also, I think, publishing it on my real name adds to it all. So it's, a, again, another layer. And it's not to say that I'm going to stop publishing under Elodie Novodatsky because I do have several series that I'm very happy to continue publishing under my, my real name. And I have a lot of newsletter subscribers and have a lot of readers. And so it's not to say, again, that those series and everything and that my career as Elodie Novodatsky will completely be overshadowed by the pen name that I want to start next year. But it's also me learning and finding ways 
to A, get my career to the level that I want to get it at, and B, deal a bit better with that brand name, author name. And I think sometimes that's something we don't really talk about when it comes to choosing a pain name. Like we talk about, you know, keeping your privacy and we talk about how important it is to be searchable when you're on Amazon or Barnes and Nobles or Kobo or Apple. But we don't always talk about what it means also to do this very, not only public, but it's so, I mean, writing is also so personal, right? So I think there's a lot of different components to it. And not to say that what I write is autobiographical, because it's not, but I'm very close to my writing because it's it's um, something that's very important to me in addition. So it's very, it's a lot of different layers to unpack right there. What has been hard, and it's here maybe on a more, it's still on a professional level, but it's that I I think that my audiobooks narrated by Megan are wonderful. I think she's done such a wonderful, wonderful job. And I feel bad that our sales are not as what I think they could be. And so I want to be able to figure out the marketing and the advertisement for those, but Right now, Megan also took a risk by narrating uh, Fear Me, Fear Me Not and See Me, See Me Not because we're doing Royalty Share Plus. And what I've paid her, I just would like more sales in order for her to actually also earn more money with the audiobooks that she so successfully produced. I am amazed by the work she has done. I am amazed by her talent as audiobook narrator. And I just feel that those audiobooks still haven't been discovered by a lot of audiobooks listeners. And that is something that I need to figure out how to achieve next year. And one of the things I'm planning on doing is actually maybe get Trust Me, Trust Me Not recorded, but then bundle the three of them together and so that she can still get um, royalties split on the bundle. So that would not require more work because she would have already done all the work. I, if Megan, if you're listening to this, I am sending you an email about this <laughs> very shortly. But this is something that I'm thinking about so that maybe that could that could work too. Another thing that has been difficult is finding the balance between my bilingual books and formatting and everything and my actual writing time. So I'm trying to figure out how to best do that. And yeah, so those are the a few things that I've struggled with. I mean, those are pretty big things when you look at it. I mean, my career, where, where am I in my career? Using my real name and trying to figure out how to deal with the possible setbacks of not sometimes feeling where I should be and dissociating myself a little bit from my brand without losing my uh, brand either. So yeah, so those are the few things that I've talked about on the podcast, I think, but that I wanted to repeat before I go into the highlights of my year as a self-published author. 
So number one is publishing The Leftover Bride and La Fiancée sur la Touche and six new bilingual books. Self-publishing them means that I've done all the work behind them. I got them edited. I got them translated. I got them proofread. I've got them beta read. I've got them formatted. Actually, I formatted them myself, but I did all the covers for all those books myself. I put the marketing plan behind it. I came up with a plan. I advertised it. I managed again to advertise it in French in a very efficient manner. And for my bilingual books, I can just publish them and they find readers by themselves or by the Amazon algorithm. I don't need to advertise them. If I did advertise them, maybe I will actually earn more income, but I have not figured out how to do that yet. So I am not going into it right now, but I did publish them for a while. I wasn't sure what the next book that I was going to publish would be. And I have a plan right now. And I am excited about this One School series. I'm excited about the next bilingual books that I'm going to be publishing. I'm excited about Sweets for Love. I am over the moon about having published those books and the feedback that it has gotten from readers. Number two, I reached the top 10 in Apple Livre, so Apple Books, the charts in French. And The Leftover Bride was hanging out at number nine for a while on that top 10 Apple Books French chart. And for a while, it also hung out next to The Hating Game by Sally Thorne. I mean, the French version of it. It's it's amazing to me that I... Something that I wrote that I spent hours on and days and months and weeks was basically right next to a book that I myself really, really loved, has been loved by millions of readers, and was turned into a movie. I mean, it's it's sometimes surreal <laughs> to look at that. And it's, it's uh, yeah, it's just something that made me very, very happy. And, and just, yeah, it was amazing. Number three, they're all, by the way, they're not in orders, but readers' emails. I've gotten quite a few emails from readers around the world this year. And those emails, all those social media messages telling me about how much they loved The Leftover Bride, how much it made them laugh. So I got several messages from about The Leftover Bride and, and, and how happy it had made them to read this book and asking me about the next one and and it's has just in have it has been readers from all around the world and it has just been such a positive experience i've also received emails about my bilingual books like wanting to know when the next bilingual book was going to come out and how much they loved it and i've received books about um, emails about my french books it's just amazing to me that Somebody not only reads my books, but then takes the time to contact me to tell me how much they loved it and means the world. So thank you. Number four, seeing my books featured on social media by readers around the world. I saw The Leftover Bride on Instagram accounts next to books that, again, 
I admire so much and I admire the authors of those books and I'm right there with them. Like I, I don't know. It's just amazing to me to see Sokka and Ryan just brightening people's days and seeing the gorgeous pictures that people come up with and the creativity behind them and the time that it takes to do that. And I'm just very, very grateful. And then number five, one of the highlights of my years as a self-published author has been to do this podcast and getting to talk to so many talented writers on this podcast. I am grateful for their time. I'm grateful for their insight. I love talking to them and I really truly enjoy doing this podcast and talking to all of you and, and sharing my experiences with you and so yeah so those are some of my highlights of the year and I hope everybody is having a wonderful wonderful holiday season again if you're struggling or if you know somebody who is struggling do not hesitate to direct them to crisistextline.org. It is one of the services that is available. There are more services out there. Do not hesitate to look for one to reach out for help. And it's something I know right now I was writing the story of Nick and M from it's called the New Year's Eve like no other, which I'm sending to my newsletter subscribers. And I've noticed, you know, one of the themes of my books is learning how to ask for help. It's in a lot of my books. It's in a lot of my YA books, especially. It's one of the themes that I have that my characters learn throughout the novels is that it's important to know how to ask for help. And it's important to ask for help when one needs it. And yeah, so I, you know, people talk that there are certain common themes that authors have in their books over and over that are not only the tropes so it's not only about you know second chance romance so it's not only about when I'm talking about romance tropes but it's not only about enemies to lovers or friends to lovers it's also overarching themes that a lot of authors do have repeating in their books and I, I think some of mine are hope and and learning to ask for help and maybe stepping away from the idea of perfection. And of course, I mean, romance is in all my books, but that's because I write romance books. Thank you again so much for listening in 2021 to a self-published author's diary. I will be back for season two and I will start season two in about two weeks. So I'm taking a short break right now. Do not hesitate to listen to older episodes of the podcast. And if you'd like to share this podcast with your friends, your family, somebody who might be interested about self-publishing, do not hesitate to do so. That really helps me. And you can rate, review, subscribe. And if you have any questions please send me an email at authorelodinovodatsky at gmail.com. And Novodatsky is N-O-W-O-D-S-Dog-A-Z-K-I-J. Thank you so much for listening and stay safe during this holiday season. 
wishing you the very, very best. To all writers out there, happy writing. And to everybody, happy, happy reading. <laughs>